You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And to cap off our week here on the show, we are going to dive into part two of free agent Titans talk. Now, on yesterday's show, on the Thursday edition, we heard all of the Zoom highlights, the audio highlights from the new additions to the Tennessee Titans, guys like Bud Dupree, guys like Janoris Jenkins. But on today's show, we are going to hear from the Tennessee Titans who returned to Nashville. That's going to be linebacker Jayon Brown, the tight ends Jeff Swaim and Anthony Ferkser, and offensive tackle Ty Sambrillo. So excited to dive in into that audio with you guys, of course, courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com. But I do want to take this moment to let you guys know about what's lying ahead here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Can you smell that, folks? It is the NFL draft. It is right around the corner, and it's April. It is time for the draft to completely envelop everything we do on the show. So starting next week, we will begin our position-by-position breakdowns. I'm going to be giving you the top-tier prospects. I'm going to be giving you the day-two prospects, and then diving into the day-three prospects, again, at every single position on offense and defense. So make sure that you don't miss any of the draft coverage that I will be diving into throughout the month by following the Locked on Titans podcast on Apple iTunes, on Google podcast, on Spotify. The Odyssey app does not matter where you get your podcast. You can find the Locked on Titans podcast there. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and check out the new Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod, but just wanted to let you guys know about the schedule that is coming ahead. But we have some excellent and interesting audio to dive into today on the Locked on Titans Podcast. Let's get it! season began for the Tennessee Titans, one of the biggest issues that they had was the amount of key in-house free agents who could be departing the team. Think about Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, Desmond King. They have actually signed with new teams and will not be returning. And it looks like big name free agent from last year, Jadavian Clowney, will not be returning either. But there is one man, the man who lived the boy who lived, and that is Jayon Brown. Jayon Brown did return to the Tennessee Titans on a quote-unquote three-year, $5 million deal that really works out to be a one-year, $3.5 million deal. But either way, Jayon Brown is back in the fold, and a lot of that had to do with the depressed salary cap. So let's hear directly from Jayon Brown on his path to returning to the Tennessee Titans. Um, it was, a it was, a it was a good process. Um, had, uh, multiple offers and, uh, decided to come back, um, to come back home to Tennessee and, and, uh, try to, try to come back here for a Super Bowl for another year. And, um, I'm excited to come back, uh, with this coaching staff and, uh, um, and with the guys and, and we added some new pieces and I'm excited to get back there on the field and, uh, and just play. 
Um, I, I love the Titans, and I love uh, that I got the opportunity to come back. Uh, but you know, with the with the salary cap being being down, I, I, I do know my value. And with the salary cap being down, um, uh, I see a lot of guys out there took took one year deals, knowing that uh, the TV money is uh, about to get renewed, and there's going to be uh, better opportunities for for our free agency this coming for the upcoming year, and. Um, so, you know, uh, but right now uh, I'm happy with what I'm what I got with Tennessee, and uh, when the opportunity comes for for the big bucks, uh, I will definitely be there. I just want to say this: J.M. Brown is going to get paid three point five million dollars to play football this year. Okay, so that's amazing. I mean, what else? I would I would kill for that opportunity, but I'd be lying. Guys, you could hear it in his voice. He's so disappointed. Think you wait, you work your whole life. Jayon Brown's been playing football his whole life. He struggled through college when you're not getting paid, and we're not going to have the amateur debate right now, but it's clearly not the kind of money you get in the NFL. You go through your rookie contract. You finally make it through your first four years, and you get a chance to dip into free agency, and then this happens to you. And you have to take a one-year deal worth $3.5 million when Jayon Brown's probably worth about 8 to $9 million per season for about three to four years. That's disappointing. So I know that he's getting paid $3.5 million to play a child's game this year. And there's not a lot disappointing when you frame it in that way. But considering what he should be getting paid on the market in a normal year, he has to be a little disappointed if he has a down year, he gets injured again, that could impact his market. So I do feel bad for the guy, and Jayon's one of the my favorite personalities uh, from the John Robinson era, and I don't know, to me, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I feel like you can hear the disappointment in his voice. I certainly hope he has a good year this year and is able to capitalize on the market like he plans to. But with that, you know contract stuff out of the way. I just wanted to make sure you guys heard that. Maybe you hear the disappointment that I hear, but now it's time to focus on the defense, and how does Jayon Brown think the Titans can turn this defense around? Um, as fast as we as we, uh, as we we can. Um, just going back in there and, uh, you know, starting from the basics and, and getting our techniques and fundamentals down and and eventually uh, getting, getting that chemistry on the, on the practice field to to communicate and, and to just get at, to know how each one of us plays and, and just plays off of our strengths and, and get and get to the quarterback and getting the balls in our hands. So uh, I'm looking forward to what this defense is going to going to do this year. And, and I'm excited for it. If the Titans defense is going to turn things around, we're going to need a big improvement from defensive coordinator Shane Bowen. And Jayon talks about his thoughts on Shane Bowen. Um, uh, static. He's a, he's a really good guy, really, really smart coach. And, uh, he knows what it takes to win. And, and, and so does coach Vrabel and, and the rest of the guys on our staff. And it's just, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting time. So I'm, I'm happy for him and, um, I'm looking forward to the play calling and, and, uh, you know, just getting after, getting after with the guys. And, uh, and I'm very happy for Shane. He's, he's a very smart coach and, and, uh, it's well-deserved. I really hate to be a Debbie Downer, guys, but let's be honest. None of you guys are going into your job today and telling your boss he's not smart and he's not qualified for the job. Just wouldn't really be a smart move, even for a football player. 
So, didn't really expect to hear anything but positive comments from Jayon. But Jayon did get a tough question at the end of his press conference about the communication issues that were well documented and spoken of quite a bit by players on the defense. And Jayon Brown is the green dot. You're going to hear that term in his answer. The green dot is the guy with the green dot on the back of his helmet, and he's the one who gets the play call in his ear from the defensive coordinator, from one of the coaches, whoever's relaying the information. So, it's Jayon's job to get everybody in position, communicate the call, and make sure everyone on the defense is on the same page. So, if people talk about communication issues, it is possible that Jayon Brown could take that personally, and he speaks about that. Oh, uh, definitely got to take that personal, and... uh... It will be fixed, and, and I guarantee you that. And uh, I'm just looking excited uh, going out there, uh, you know, having the green dot again, and and just getting guys lined up right. And so we're all on the same, make sure we're all on the same page. It's a it's a team effort, and and uh, that definitely will be fixed. Well, I don't know about you guys, but if you have to fix something, it means it was broken. So to me, that's the clearest acknowledgement that I've heard in quite some time that, yeah, there were communication issues on the defense last year. I mean, we knew that, but it's another thing to hear it acknowledged there. And and I give Jayon Brown credit. He's saying that's my job and that will be fixed. So I certainly hope so. But we are going to dive into the offensive side of the ball for the rest of the show. And we are going to hear from two guys who will be incredibly critical to the Titans offense coming up this year. And that is the two tight ends that have returned, Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swain. Before we dive into their audio highlights, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football. Ball is over, but the NBA's in full swing. Still got the championships in March Madness in the Final Four. NHL is in full swing. The MLB has begun. Make sure that you head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device today. Sign up for free. Use promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word LOCKED ON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's literally free money. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to dive into the tight end position here. We have Jeff Swaim. It's time to play the Swaim and Anthony Ferkser. So going to dive into their audio highlights courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com. But before we do, want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. Gives you all of your critical sports updates in under 20 minutes every single morning. It's like having the Sports section read to you every day. It's a great podcast to pair up. You get your Tennessee Titans news with me here on the Locked On Titans podcast, and then check out the Locked On Today podcast so you're caught up on all the national stories. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But we're going to dive into, I think, Jeff Swaim is an incredibly interesting guy. Not only do I love his play on the field, but uh, he had some really good answers in his press conference, in my opinion. We're going to dive into those right now. So number one, just how excited is Jeff Swain to be back with the Titans? 
obviously I'm really excited to be back and um, I've enjoyed getting to know everyone inside the organization in the last year um, and getting to go work with FERC again is going to be great. Um, and obviously TD getting OC job, um, all those things were really compelling. And um, I'm just happy to be back with a quality organization that has a good locker room and um, a, you know, a winning culture and excited to get to work again. A good locker room, a winning culture. I love hearing stuff like that. I'll, I, I know a lot of it is just generic football talk, but you don't hear that from everybody about every organization. So good to know that the things we think about the Tennessee Titans are confirmed by the player sometime. The next thing, though, you meant you heard Jeff Swain mention TD, and he's talking about Todd Downing, the Titans' new offensive coordinator who has been the tight ends coach under Arthur Smith, obviously worked directly with Jeff Swain last year. And these next few comments are some of the best stuff that I heard throughout this entire process of breaking down all this audio for you guys. So enjoy hearing Jeff Swaim talk about his relationship with Todd Downing. It got me very excited for Todd Downing as an offensive coordinator. And then he talks about his role in the offense as well. Enjoy these. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Like I've had a lot of different styles of tight end coaches. I've played through college and been in the league for a little bit and, um, the best quality of, of Todd's in, in my mind is, is he's not, he's not a stubborn dude. He just, he wants to work with you. Um, and so as a tight end coach, it was great. And we'd have discussions about technique or scheme or whatever it was, whatever I, whatever my mind wanted to talk about, he was willing to have those discussions um, and open to hearing what I like to do and how I like to do it. And I thought as a position coach, that was really, really valuable for me. Um, it helped me, um, feel free to kind of make the most of my game or, or try new things and, um, and try to improve in that area. So that's what he did really well as a tight end coach, I thought. Um, and I know his, his football mind is, is real sharp. And, um, you know, I can't speak to him as a coordinator. I haven't been around him when he was a coordinator. So I can't speak to him on that. But I know he's got a, he's got a really good football background. And um, I'm just – I'm really excited to get to keep working with him. Uh, yeah, I'm off the top of my head. One of the big, um, things we kind of had an ongoing discussion within the year was our wide zone footwork. And so it's kind of a technical thing, but, um, different body types do, do it differently. And so a guy who has, you know, different hip mobility than I do, he may use different footwork to get to a landmark on a block. Um, and I have, I'm on kind of a longer body. And so I can cover a lot more ground in a shorter amount of time. And, um, we just had talks throughout the year on how we were going to kind of like how we were going to modify how I did things to make me as efficient as possible. And I had all my, you know, I have my years of experience and all my crazy thoughts and Todd was able to look at it and analyze it. And okay, I think you're right about this and right about that. And let's work on your first step, getting a little more width or whatever it was. And those little details that I like as a player that I want to be coached on, he was, very open to like identifying the little details that I needed to work on and then allowing me to experiment with what I thought worked. And when we found something that did work, then he would coach me up on that. Um, as opposed to just trying to hammer into me what he thought was the best way to do it. He would allow me to kind of play with techniques and play with footwork and body position and hand placement. Um, and then once we solidified how, what worked for me, then he would make it, okay, that's, that's how we're going to coach you from now on. And I'm not going to coach you like I coach for or Prue or Janu, because 
everyone everyone's body's different, everyone moves differently. Those kind of answers just get me really excited. It's not about making players do what you want them to do. It's about you and the players working together to create the best solution. That's why I always say the best offensive minds don't have a system that they have to run. The best offensive minds look at the personnel and the talents that they have on their team, and then they mold their system to that. That is the sign of a good coach. But the last piece of audio here from Jeff Swain, we've talked about this quote before on the show, but I still want to let you guys get a listen. Talks about his role, uh, maybe having an expanded role this year with John U. Smith out of the building, but ultimately talks about what got him where he has gotten to. I love this quote right here. Pure football player, Jeff Swain. Yeah, you're not going to find a tight end that, that turns down the opportunity to catch a ball, you know. Um, and so that to me is always great when you get when you can get the ball and run after the catch and stuff like that. Um, I, I've been asked that question a few times, like, what do I think about my role or do I want it to be expanded? And obviously you want your role to be expanded because you're competitive. And, but the truth is I really like what I do. I like blocking. I like, um, I'm, I've done it for a long time and I'm kind of made my career on it. So for me, blocking is, is a natural, is kind of the natural part of football that I love. Um, and I'm always excited to do more. And I know Ferk is the same way. Like you're always trying to grow and expand your game. Um, but I can't forget the thing that's got me here, which is being a blocker. And so, if I'm asked to do more, then an opportunity comes, man, I'll, I'll jump all over it. But um, in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to do what I've I've done in the past and what I'm called on, which is to block. And I, I don't do that, you know, like um, with anything but excitement because I really enjoy doing it. Jeff, you enjoy blocking, and we all enjoy watching you do it. What an excellent answer there. Yeah, I want to do more, of course. I want to do more, but I know what got me here. I I mean, maybe it's just the football nerd in me, and I can't help it, but man... I love hearing those answers from Jeff Swain. But it is time to move forward into the last segment of our Friday show. We're going to hear some quick audio from Anthony Ferkser and then offensive tackle Ty Sambrillo. So some quick answers from those guys. Before we dive into our last segment, though, I want to tell you about the championship for Bill Bar Madness, folks, we do have a champion, and it is the Coconut Brownie chunk so the coconut brownie chunk is an excellent bar gives you that that brownie chocolate flavor mix in a little hint of coconut and then that chunk texture that crispiness of the chunk you know that I've been saying throughout the bracket that I may not agree with the winner of every round it may not be my favorite flavor advancing all the way and the coconut brownie chunk is not my favorite flavor overall but I do have to tell you I'm very happy And I'm very satisfied that a chunk bar was the ultimate winner. And if you guys want to check out these bars for yourself, they are the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order on the best tasting protein bars ever.
We are going to dive into our final segment of the week here from tight end Anthony Ferkser and offensive tackle Ty Sambrillo. Before we do, if you guys recall at the beginning of the show, I let you know that from here on out, we are diving fully into the NFL draft. And if you want to get two different sources of NFL draft content, make sure that you check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects that will include team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. So follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But we are going to hear from Anthony Ferkser, and despite being a Harvard guy, which means, obviously, he's a very intelligent human being to get yourself into Harvard, Ferkser gave some less than enjoyable answers throughout his press conference. I did find a few gems near the end, but uh, for being such a smart guy, he really relies on cliches and coach speak, and we see that here when he talks about just how excited he is to be back with the Titans. It, I mean, I'm sure he's not lying, but just doesn't feel super genuine. Yeah, I was I was really excited to finalize the deal with the Titans, and um, yeah, just after going back and forth in negotiations, but it's just exciting stuff, and Really happy to be back kind of with the same organization. And, I mean, good to see Todd Downing get promoted to the offensive coordinator, just being a former tight ends coach. So um, I know he did a great job in our room, so I'm just excited to see how he can help this offense and build on what Arthur has provided for the Titans. Dude must have had a hot date after his press conference or something because he is already ready to go after question number one. But he mentioned Todd Downing there, and next he talks about Todd Downing's strengths as a tight end coach. Yeah, I think um, I mean he's a very detail-oriented guy, um, and he does a great job teaching us and coaching us and making slight improvements on every um, on all plays and throughout the game. So, I mean, I know he's going to – um, has experience from the offensive coordinator job in his prior years. And, yeah, I'm just excited to see kind of how it progresses with the Titans. And speaking of that progression, Anthony Ferkser talks about his progression as a player and the things that he wants to improve upon with new opportunities in 2021. Yeah, I definitely I definitely be keep improving my block in. And I know it's something I've been working on all through coming into the NFL. Um but yeah, I mean, all the past coaches and previous veterans I've been around, I uh, spent time with and just learning from them and just continue to kind of build my game and seeing how important it is to be a dual threat tight end. And yeah, that's something I'm going to keep hoping I can progress in and add value in both areas to the Titans. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I just seen how, we, how he's worked with guys in our room and how he's worked with me specifically, just with my body type and making sure I can use my speed and quickness and lower center of gravity and leverage just to make sure I can get movement on DNs when I'm blocking and just making sure I'm aggressive and good technique is just something that he really stressed when we were watching film and everything. So yeah, just hoping I can progress that and keep learning. Well, we certainly hope so too, Anthony Ferkser, but now we're going to move into some audio from Ty Sambrillo. And let me say this. Uh, Ty Sambrillo gave uh, a couple 
of good answers that I like, but he was another guy, man. A lot of these dudes, you could tell, they did not want to be doing these press conferences. So I was surprised we got that good answer there from Ferkser there at the end about his progression and working with Todd. And We got a few good things out of Sambrello, but some of these guys, you can tell, they definitely hate the media obligations. And uh, Sambrello, just listen to his comments, man. You can tell. First things he talks about here is uh, just his thoughts on being back with the Titans again. I'm very excited to be back and uh, love the love the team here and love the the mentality and the the culture and so I can't I can't be more excited to be back. I mean you could be a little more excited. <laughs> I think saying you couldn't be any more excited uh, with that tone of voice. I don't know, man. Maybe I read too much into it, but uh just makes me laugh when I hear stuff like that. But we'll hear from Sam Brillo talk about how he actually fits in Nashville from a football standpoint. I think that's a pretty good answer. You know, I, first and foremost, I have a lot of respect and care for the, uh, the teammates I play with and the amount of work they put in to get here and that they put in on a daily basis to stay here. Um, and, you know, a lot of great guys in this, in this locker room, great people and great players. So it was a no-brainer to stay and, uh, you know, go to battle with these guys Obviously, love the coaching staff and love, you know, what we run and, and the mentality we play with. So I'm excited to be back. Now, I do love that answer right there, talking about the scheme that they have on offense, the mentality that they play football with in Tennessee. You add that into the things that Jeff Swain was saying about what he likes to do and, and the culture of the team. I mean, that's all great stuff. The Titans want to be a physical football team that takes another man's will. And I think a lot of guys who play football identify with that conquest. So uh, Ty Sambrillo maybe isn't the most excitable guy, but I do appreciate he has a taste for hard-nosed physical football. And he talked right there about really liking the guys in the locker room, and that's something we've heard a lot about. And he kind of expands upon that and talks about Todd Downing as well in this final answer. Yeah, I'm excited to see where uh, where Todd takes this offense. I know he has a great understanding of it, and uh, I'm, I'm excited that we we uh, you know promoted from within and that we're going to keep the same family of, of football going. So that's a short answer, but I wanted to leave that in there at the end because he talks about promoting from within and how important that was to him or how he values that. And I think that's something, you know, rightfully so, in my mind, I had a negative reaction to the hiring process. And I wasn't too upset about Todd Downing getting his chance at OC. That's fine. Uh, The Shane Bowen promotion, obviously, I had a little bit less positive reaction to, but I think there is something to be said for hiring from within. Kind of keeps a positive atmosphere in the locker room, knowing that if guys work hard, they'll get their opportunity. They're not going to be supplanted by somebody outside the organization. And then finally, he talks about, you know, the same football family of guys. And football is as close to the military as you can get in terms of camaraderie and brotherhood. Um, it's not on the level of the military, of course. I don't want to be you know, put in a position where it's like I'm saying that. It's not on that level at all. It's totally different when things are literally life and death. I, I recognize that. So my father's a military man. I'm not trying to downplay the military in any way, but I'm just saying I'm trying to prop up football above other sports. The physicality, the pounding that you take, 
struggle creates bonds. That's that's a thing in life, not just sports or the military. Struggling together and going through traumas together and going through pain, whether it be emotional, physical, spiritual, with other people brings you together. Shared experience. So, I don't know, of course, I read too deep into all this stuff as I've said throughout the episode, but I really enjoyed that final answer and I think that although we are a little disappointed at times as people watching the team when they promote from within, they don't go outside the organization and get the help that we think they need, there is a psychological value to promoting from within and the players talk about that. So I thought that was important to put in there. And speaking of football families, we are a football family here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So I hope you guys all have a safe and enjoyable weekend. I will be back with you guys for a mock draft Monday, a mailbag Monday, and then next week after Monday, we will dive into our position by position draft breakdown, going over the top prospects, the day two options, and the day three options at each position on offense and on defense. So excited to dive into draft coverage with you guys. Make sure that you don't miss a single episode coming up in April by following the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. I appreciate all of you guys hanging with me this week. I am still slightly under the weather, and um, I know there have been some delays, but I appreciate everybody and their continued support. That's going to do it for me today, though. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.